0: blog talk radio welcome to partners in health and biz with your host gail dixon tune in every saturday 9 a.m for great shows about obtaining and maintaining health business and finance learn from the experts here at pihradio.net and now broadcasting from the partners in health and biz studio here's gail Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to my show. I'm so very happy you could join me this morning. And uh, we are broadcasting live from our Columbia, Maryland studio. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. So if you have been to the website, then you know that today's show is 12 Black American Pioneers Who Changed healthcare. Black, African-American, you know, we are, we've had so many changes for uh, the names that we identify ourselves as, as a people of color, and uh, this is, yes, this is African-American or Black History Month, so we are honoring 12 of the, some of the, just 12, just 12 of the many, many, many black African American black or African American pioneers who have changed health care. Um, over the years and even recently, as I reflect, I think about some of the pioneers that we have lost, some of the greats, um, such as recently Cicely Tyson, famous actress, wonderful, beautiful woman who um has who led the way and being the first in so many Different uh, movies and plays and performers is just excellent. We lost Charlie Pride, uh, who is one of the first um, well-known African-American country country uh, singers, and uh, we lost the Congressman John Lewis, Congressman Elijah Cummings. Um, in the past, Maya Angelou, Diane Carroll, Nancy Wilson, Chadwick Chadwick Bozeman who was one of the the main stars, the leading star of the Black Panther. Over the years, Della Reese, Lena Horne, and I think about one of my favorites, Al Jarreau, a famous, uh, well-known African-American jazz uh, musician and vocalist. So we have lost so many. But today, in honor of Black History Month, Partners in Health and Biz recognizes achievements, again, of 12 12 uh, trailblazers in health, sciences, and wellness. These pioneering men and women helped change the course of healthcare care and race relations in the United States. They invented first-of-their-kind medical devices, developed innovative surgical procedures, paved the way for improved patient access to quality care, and raised awareness about quality-of-life issues. Their legacies live on in hospitals, and clinics, doctor's offices, schools, universities, and research laboratories. So today we will share the history, some of the history, some of the most important, prominent, and outstanding African-American individuals who have helped to make this country uh, great. Um, So I'd like to give out the call-in number to Partners in Health and Biz this morning if you have a question or comment. I welcome you to call in. The call in number is seven nine four five seven four three three. Three four seven nine four five seven four three three. Press one if you have a question or comment. And you don't have to do anything to uh continue to listen to the show. I would like to hear from those of you who have uh you know, who hire who hold in high regard and honor some of our African-American pioneers that you appreciate and love so much. Uh, Ones that are still here with us and ones that may have passed on and crossed over. We'd like to hear from you. And again, we are going to uh, get right on into this topic, this discussion this morning and uh, find out who we have this morning that I can share with you those that information. So let's uh, see. Okay, so first off we have James Coon Smith. Have anybody has any one of you heard of James McCoon Smith? From eighteen thirteen he was born in eighteen thirteen and died in eighteen sixty five. Mr. McCune was born into slavery in New York City in 1813 as a young man, James McCune Smith, set his sights on becoming a doctor. He was denied admission to American colleges because he was black, but he was able to attend the University of Glasgow in Scotland, where he earned his bachelor's, master's, and medical degrees by the age of 24. Wow, 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 what an accomplishment. Dr. Smith had a keen interest in languages, mastering Latin, Greek, and French, and developed a working knowledge of Hebrew, Italian, Spanish, and German. Sounds like my son who mastered several languages uh, in high school. When he returned to New York City in 1837, Dr. Smith, um, when he returned to New York in 1837, he established his own medical office and pharmacy at 93 West Broadway. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine back in 1837, this uh, African-American man having his own medical office and pharmacy, making him the first African-American doctor with his own practice in the United States. As a physician, he treated both black and white patients and also served as the chief doctor at the New York City Colored Smith devoted much of his life to working with abolitionists to end the enslavement of black people in the South. He died about three weeks before the passage of the 13th Amendment to the Constitution, which abolished slavery. Oh, my goodness. So let's move on to Rebecca Lee Crumpler. She was born in 1831 and died in 1895. When Rebecca Lee Crumpler graduated from the New England Female Medical College in 1864, she became the first black female physician in the United States. Wow. That same year, she opened a medical practice in Boston. But before she attended college, Dr. Crumpler had worked as a nurse. She, she wrote in her book of medical uh, discourses, Published in 1883, that she sought every opportunity to relieve the suffering of others. The book was one of the first publications about medicine written by an African American. And her book, again, if you'd like to do some research uh, on that, again, is called um, "The Book of Medical Disclos- Discourses." Discourses. The book. Book of. Book of book of medical discourses and let's move on to number three Daniel Hale Williams was born in 1856 and died in 1931 after uh, apprenticing with a surgeon Daniel Hale Williams earned a medical degree and started working as a surgeon in Chicago in 1884. Because of discrimination, hospitals at that time barred black doctors from working on staff. So Dr. Williams opened the nation's first black owned interracial hospital. Provident Hospital offered training to African American interns and established, uh, established. on July 10, 1893. Williams successfully repaired the pericardium, the sac. Surrounding the heart of a man who had been stabbed in a knife fight. The operation is considered to be the first documented successful open heart surgery on a human, and Williams is regarded as the first African American cardiologist. He went on to co found the National Medical Association and became the first black physician admitted to the American College of Surgeons. Wow, wow, wow. Hats off to Daniel Hale Williams. Next we go on to Solomon Carter Fuller, born in 1872 and died in 1953. Solomon Carter Fuller's grandparents were medical missionaries in Liberia, and he grew up with a strong interest in medicine earning his medical degree in 1897 from Boston University, he became the first African-American psychiatrist. Wow, the first African-American psychiatrist. In 1904, he began pioneering with the psychiatrist and neuropathologist Alois Alzheimer in Germany, studying the traits of dementia. Dr. Fuller was the first to translate much of Alzheimer's work into English, including research regarding Auguste Deter, the person with the first reported case of the disease. When he returned to the United States, Fuller continued research on Alzheimer's disease, as well as schizophrenia, depression, and other mental illness. In 12, he published the first. Comprehensive Review of Alzheimer's Cases. So we want to remember that name, Solomon Carter Fuller. Yes, Solomon Carter Fuller. Because many um, of the years that um, we grew up uh, in school, as we grew up in school, we had some history of the African-American history, black history, but Uh, A lot of these names were deleted, were not taught. We were not taught about uh, about some of these people. So let's move on to Charles Drew. Yes, I remember, of course, Charles Drew, 1904, born in 1904, and died in 1950. While attending medical school at McGill University in Montreal, Charles Drew developed an interest in blood transfusions and the properties of blood. As a surgeon, he came up with innovative ways to store blood plasma in blood banks. Plasma can be preserved or banked as much bank much longer than whole blood. Drew discovered that the plasma could be dried and reconstituted later. His work as the director of the first blood Bank Project in Britain during World War II helped save thousands of lives. He oversaw the successful collection excuse me, of 14,500 pints of plasma, of vital plasma, for the British. He also established the American Red Cross Blood Bank and served as its director starting in 1941 he quit however when the red cross segregating african american blood can you believe that huh wow 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 1941 and he quit when the red cross insisted on segregating african american blood from 1942 to 1945 dr drew Served as a surgeon and professor of medicine at Friedman's excuse me, Freedman's Hospital, and the hospital I was born in, and Howard University in Washington D.C. He died at age 46 in a car accident. Well, I didn't know he died in a car accident. How tragic, Doctor Charles Drew. Okay, he's um, Charlene Drew Jarvis. Uh, One of the politicians uh, is, um, I believe that's her father or her uncle. I'm not, I have to recall, I I believe. So next we move on to Jane Cook Wright. Jane Cook Wright. Uh, Jane Cook Wright. But before we do that, let's see if we can hear a word from one of our sponsors. Okay, so hold on. Let's see if we can get that sponsor. Okay, here we go. It all began about 20 years ago in Elkson, Maryland, when Harry and Leanne Linderman transformed their lovely home into a beautiful 14 suite bed and breakfast inn, which offers a full course gourmet buffet breakfast. Enjoy in the elegant and spacious dining atrium. Each suite is designed around a romantic, historic theme with private bathroom, whirlpool jacuzzi, and gas or electric fireplace. Whether you're planning a much-needed getaway, indoor or outdoor wedding reception, anniversary, business meeting, conference, or retreat, Elk Forge Inn is your go-to destination. Get pampered with a massage, facial, or body wrap at their on-site full-service day spa. The inn sits on five acres with two nature trails breathtaking garden, and miniature golf. Reserve your room today, 410-392-9007. And we are back. You're listening to Partners in Health and Biz on the PIH Radio Network, and I'm your host, Gail Dixon McBride. So we move on to next, uh, and the topic of today's show 12 African-Americans who have, um, who are pioneers who changed medicine. 12 African-American pioneers who changed medicine. Um, so we move on to number six. Um, Jane Cook Wright, born in 1919, died in 2013, the daughter of one of the first African-American graduates of Harvard Medical School, Wright grew, grew up with a keen interest in health care. Her father, Dr. Lewis Wright, was also the first black doctor appointed to a staff position at a municipal hospital in New York City, and in 1929, the city hired him as police surgeon, the first African-American to hold that position. After earning her medical degree, Dr. Jane Cook Wright worked alongside her father at the Cancer Research Foundation in Harlem, which her father established in 1948. Together, father and daughter researched chemotherapy drugs that led to remissions in patients with leukemia and lymphoma. In 1952, when her father died of tuberculosis, Wright became the head of the Cancer Research Foundation at age 33. She created an innovative technique to test the effect of of drugs on cancer cells by using patient tissue rather than laboratory mice. She advanced to work as the Director of Cancer Chemotherapy at New York University Medical Center, and she was an Associate Dean at New York Medical College. The New York Cancer Society elected Wright as the first woman president in 1971 her research helped transform chemotherapy from a last resort to a viable treatment for cancer. So let's remember Dr. Jane Cook Wright. Yes. Next is Lewis Boykin. Born in 1920, died in 1982. The inventor, Louis Boykin, invented 28 electronic devices during his career. He developed resistors for electronic components and made the production of televisions and computers much more affordable. But Boykin became best known for improving the pacemaker. Yes, the pacemaker. The pacemaker uses electrical impulses to help people maintain a regular heartbeat. Boykin came up with a control unit that regulated the pacemaker with more precision. He died of heart failure in 1982. Oh, wow. Well, unfortunately, he wasn't able to save him. Oh, wow. Well, Dr. Joycelyn Elders, still alive. And uh, Minnie Jones, the eldest of eight children, grew up in a rural, segregated, poverty-stricken region of Arkansas. Her parents were sharecroppers, and she worked in cotton fields starting at age five. She often had to miss months of school in the fall when it was harvest time, but she still excelled at academics, earning a scholarship to attend the all-black liberal arts uh, Philander Smith College in Little Rock, where she changed her name to Joycelyn. Wow, she changed her name. She was actually first name was Minnie When she heard a speech by Edith Irby Jones, the first African-American to be accepted as a non-segregated student at the University of Arkansas Medical School, she was inspired to become a doctor. After three years' service in the U.S. Army, she attended a medical school on the GI Bill where she met her husband, Oliver Elders. Dr. Elders went on to become the first board-certified pediatric pediatric endocrinologist in the state of Arkansas in 1978. From 18, from, sorry, from 1987 to 1992, elders served as the head of the Arkansas Department of Health under the then Governor Bill Clinton. When Clinton was elected president in 1993, he appointed elders as U.S. Surgeon General the first black and second woman to hold that post. She became a controversial leader because of her willingness to frankly discuss issues such as drug legalization and school distribution, uh, legalization in school distribution of contraception and healthy human sexuality. In the midst of this controversy, elders was asked by the administration To resign in 1994. Moving on to Patricia Bath. Patricia Bath born in 1942 and she passed in 2019. Patricia Bath was the first African-American to complete an ophthalmology residency with New York University School of Medicine in 1973. Two years later, the UCLA, UCLA School of Medicine appointed her as the first female faculty member in its Department of Ophthalmology. Believing that eyesight is a basic human right, Dr. Bath went on to co-found the American Tuition Institute for the Prevention of Blindness. In the early 1980s, Bath studied laser technology and saw its potential for eye surgery. In 1986, she invented the laser psychoprobe, a a device and method for cataract treatments. When she patented the instrument in 1988, she became the first African-American female doctor to receive a patent for a medical invention. Okay, wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful. Let's let's move on to Dr. Ben Carson. Dr. Ben Carson. Before he ran for president in 2016 and served as the U.S. Secretary of Housing and Urban uh, Development under President uh, Trump 2017 through 2021, Ben Carson was a world-famous pioneering brain surgeon. Growing up in a single-parent home in Detroit, Carson graduated high school with a scholarship to Yale University in New Haven, Connecticut. At age 33, Dr. Carson was appointed Director of Pediatric Neurosurgery at Johns Hopkins Children's Center right here close to me in Baltimore. In 1987, at 35, he received global acclaim when he separated the binder-conjoined twins in Germany. It was the first successful operation of its kind. In 1997, he again successfully separated twins who were joined at the head. From Johns Hopkins School of Medicine at age 62, Carson was a professor of neurology, oncology, plastic surgery, and pediatrics. During his medical career, Carson developed groundbreaking techniques to treat brain stem tumors and revitalizing methods for controlling seizures. So we know hats off again to Dr. Ben Carson. So let's move on to May Jameson. Oh, sorry, Mae Jemison, Mae Jemison, born in 1956, still here, still with us. Dr. Mae Jemison is most famous for becoming the first black woman astronaut to go into space. In 1992, Jemison, however, is also a trained physician who was dedicated, who has dedicated her life to improving global health. Jemison joined the Peace Corps in 1983 and worked as a medical officer for two years in Africa. Her work in the Peace Corps taught her about healthcare in developing countries. Later, as an astronaut, she learned about satellite telecommunications. She combined those two skill sets to form the Jemison Group, which develops telecommunication systems to improve health care delivery in developing countries. Jemison says she takes inspiration from Martin Luther King, Jr., in focusing on what she sees as unacceptable disparities in the quality of health care in the United States and third third world nations. Quote, we talk about taking care of people, but we don't do it, she said. We lack the commitment. Martin Luther King was about doing things. He didn't just have a dream. He got things done, unquote. So that was a quote by Dr. Mae Jemison. And finally, uh, for our 12th Black American Pioneer that we celebrate today, who should it be but none other than Michelle Obama? Michelle Obama, yes. As the first black first lady, 2009 to 2017, two-term president, yes, of the United States, Michelle Obama devoted much of her energy to promoting physical health. She brought attention to the childhood obesity epidemic with her Let's Move initiative, which encouraged young people to exercise and eat nutritious food. When Obama launched the program in 2010, she said, the physical and emotional health of an entire generation and the economic health and security of our nation is at stake. Obama also worked to increase access to healthier food and improve food labeling. She championed the Healthy Hunger-Free Kids Act, which promotes healthier school lunches and funds meal programs for poor children. Along with current First Lady Jill Biden, Obama launched the Joining Forces Program to support veterans and families with access to health services. She is also a strong advocate for women's health issues. So that was the first lady, former first lady, former first lady uh, Michelle Obama. Former first lady Michelle Obama. So that concludes, uh, ladies and gentlemen, our our topics for today. And I certainly hope I have shared some valuable information, interesting facts. Many of you may know and may not know in American history and heritage. So next Saturday, I believe I will continue with sharing uh, throughout the month of February about our African American heritage. So stay tuned and you can tune in. Visit www.pihradio.net and follow us. Also, you can find us on uh, our website, partnersinhealth.biz, partnersinhealth.biz. So everyone, go out, get some fresh air and exercise, and have a wonderful weekend. Uh, stay dry. I suppose supposed to snow here on the East Coast. And uh, so we don't know how much snow, but we know it's supposed to snow. So until next Saturday, everyone, stay healthy and business savvy. If you have show ideas and suggestions, we'd like, and you can uh, email me goldenvoicesunlimited at gmail.com with your show suggestions. If you would like to be a guest or a sponsor on the show, you can also email me goldenvoicesunlimited at gmail.com. Have a great day, everyone. Ta-ta for now.